was this? Ah, the French. But what great? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times up now, I've ruined my whiskey. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm me, Brighton, and me, Sean. We signed a bad contract to become the official podcast of the mysterious Smogville World's Fair. Our job is simple, to create the greatest podcast of all time. We are now trapped in a private Ferris wheel with no hope of escape, talking about the only things we truly understand, fringe and forgotten pop culture, among other things. Simple, you say? Yeah. <laughs> that dead. Haven't you found this to be very easy? It, it kind of is. We just plug and play, man. Plug it's and play. true. Ground and pound. No preparation at Wind all. Wind and grind. Right. Twist all, and crawl. Are, are these all real sayings? <laughs> Keep going. I don't know. I'm at Lock and talk. Lock and talk. Lock and load, baby. That's right. So. Rock and jock. Rock and jock. <laughs> Dude, that, that is my favorite hangover movie of all time. What? I think it's called Rock Jocks. <laughs> Uh, you're thinking of Jock Jams, your favorite no, Hangover no, no. album. That will you listen to that in the morning as you're getting ready, right? And then when you pop in the movie, by you're about you're at noon, you've done some vomiting, you've got to now just lay on the couch for the duration of the day, like you do. Rock and Jocks, the movie from 2012. Is there a movie from 2012? Yeah, that, that's not it. That's about um, what's that about? Asteroids. No, th- this is about what is it? It's like. Not Rock and Jocks. What the hell is oh, it? Oh, Rock and Jocks. Rock and Jocks was the um, uh, MTV show with Dan Cortez, where they'd go like rock climbing and stuff. Is that real? Yeah, from the from about the same time as those Guns and Roses videos. Wow. Rock and Jock. Um, so that... it'd be yeah, actors, musicians, and other entertainers playing sports with professional athletes. That. Is... Oh no, that wasn't the Dan Cortez one. That is so stupid. Yeah, that's like crazy stupid. I don't know. Is it? Let's, let's go through the lineup. Okay. Jeff Ament, the bass player from Pearl Jam. All right. Flavor Flav. Together? Brett Michaels, Belinda Carlisle, MC Hammer, Salt and Peppa. Wait, each of these musicians had to, to go camping with someone? No, at some point. Uh, and then yeah, Kevin Costner, Leonardo DiCaprio, Marky Mark Wahlberg. What is this show? What do they do? Mike Piazza. Okay, what, what, what's the premise? Like a, a, a famous like musician. Play, it's like they'd play softball. It'd be like a softball game. What? With all these people. That is so dumb. So, yeah. I was picturing like, like a Survivor Man. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, why? I don't know why. Yeah. The, the bassist of, of Pearl Jam, he goes out in the middle of nowhere with, with one other guy, and they like Bear Grylls type guy. And then it's like they're in the Arctic and they have to eat their own like fingers or catch a mouse in some kind of little noose they build out of wires from the wrecked airplane they landed in. 
you know. No, not that cool, unfortunately. But the uh, fourth annual Rock and Jock Softball Challenge was 1994 in Long Beach. Dan Cortez, don't okay. Well, the homeboys were Chuck uh, uh, Corbin Burnson, Chuck D, Ken Griffey Jr., Jose Canseco, John Bon Jovi, Gary Sheffield, uh, Treach or Tratch from Naughty by Nature. Not because they hate you. Scott Ian from Anthrax, Dwight Gooden, two other guys from Bon Jovi and Flava Flav versus. Dan Cortez, Brett Michaels, David Justice, Kramer. David Justice. Frank Thomas, Barry Bonds, Dweezil Zappa, Salt, Peppa, and Spin. He's got a better team, man. Roger McDowell, Robin Ventura. That's a way better team. How did they choose these teams? He got Barry Bonds? Well, Barry Bonds, 1994, so back when he still had a normal-sized head. That's true, but he was a fast little guy. He was. Before he turned into, you know, the the this man, this monster. <laughs> You know, like the cover of that Sports Illustrated. Fa- famous, famous one. This man, this monster. Where Barry Bonds is walking down Market Street in San Francisco with a, like the, a trench coat and the collar turned up. He's got the collar turned up. And, and then the giant down. fedora. Yeah. It's a very famous cover. So let's talk about Dan Cortez for a minute. Because I literally have not thought about his existence for at least 10 years. Like he was kind of a he was kind of like one of those Jersey Shore dudes before there was Jersey Shore, right? Yeah, I mean, Tan, he's... like nice hair, pretty boy, picking up on girls in Miami, chiseled, uh, really dumb seeming, maybe not very like Joey from Friends. Yeah, he's he's most relevant in my life from his uh, Seinfeld, where he was someone dating Elaine and that George was obsessed with. I don't know if I've seen that one. Really? He's dating Elaine and, and, and George and George and George thinks Really? Yeah, and they go rock climbing together and George messes up and he breaks his face. Oh, okay. Wow. Tony. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Tony. It's in the uh, yeah, they call him a mimbo. Um well, a mimbo, what's that? Male uh bimbo. It's the um it's also the can't spare a square episode. Of what? Seinfeld. You've never seen that one? But what square? The square of toilet paper. It's part of the cultural lexicon. This might... Of 1994. Somehow. This, this may have somehow slipped by me. I feel well, like that's I'm, good news. That's, it's always, it's, that's really exciting. That's like finding a $5 bill in your pocket. It's true. Because I, 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 I've heard about this episode of Seinfeld where it says 10 minutes earlier, 10 minutes earlier. The whole episode goes the backwards. backwards one, yeah. I have never seen it. Oh, really? I've never stumbled upon it. I've never seen it on TV. And I haven't gone through Netflix and watched them because I feel like I've seen them all. But I somehow, this is sort of my weird white well, I've never seen that backwards one. And apparently I've never seen the Dan Cortez, uh, whatever, the, whatever you're just saying about this, this weird, it sounds like an episode of, of Rock and Jock Baseball. Yeah. It's a good one. Okay. The backwards one. It's really funny. They go to India. Yeah, I've, I've, I've like people George have described. George loses his temper. I've been to a lot of parties. Kramer where, acts where a weird. Lot of, a lot of really drunk people have explained it to me. <laughs> so more than one party where that's yes, happened. Yes, it's huh? happened. Like the late '90s, that that's what you talked about at parties. Was the backwards episode of Seinfeld? Yeah, '98. Yeah. I was at a lot of parties in '98, right after the final, because it was the final season, right? Yeah. So '97, yeah. '98. God, I was at parties five nights a week talking about Seinfeld to drunks. 
<laughs> what? To drunks, to drunk people. To drunks. Uh, yes. We'd get together, we'd have a six pack of Zima, somebody shoplifted, and we would just talk Seinfeld. Picture this. Yeah. You drink five days a week. Mm-hmm. As soon as you're off work, you drink as much as you can. Yeah. And that entire year, for those five days a week, you're talking Seinfeld. Like, we, we had to get through a lot of stuff, a lot of content. At that point, there had been ten seasons, right? You know, so right, right, or eight, or whatever. And they and they weren't so much part of the like you said, like the zeitgeist, or the, like everyone, everyone knew it, but it wasn't. We had no idea how much this would become part of our souls. Still, eighteen years yeah, later, like twenty mm-hmm. years later, it's like part of America now, yeah. basically, and maybe the world. I don't know. I've never been really drunk in India talking to someone about Seinfeld, but that's on me. Can I talk to you about a, uh, another little TV show that starts with an S that has certainly gripped the world? Smallville. Okay, Smallville. Let's, let's do this. Absolutely. I went uh, to Canada recently, as did you. Mm. We were not together. We went to different parts of Canada at the same time. And I, I was in the big, like, beautiful city, the San Francisco kind of looking place, and you were in the, like, if you watched the movie Fargo. Yeah. If you watched Fargo season two, I was where they filmed that. They filmed it there. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So iced, I, I, like, like, have you seen uh, Empire Strikes Back? No, here's the thing. It, where it's hot, right? It's no, hot. no, where I was, there wasn't any snow because of the hurricane force winds that were blowing the snow away. Oh. So everything was really beautiful and golden, but if you got out of the car, if you were even able to get out of the car, because it was bleed. so hard to push the door open. Like continually? Uh, well, no, just in this one particular spot, but this area. Um, it had blown the snow away. Yeah. But it was it gets, still cold. Oh, it was cold. So it, was, it was so windy I couldn't breathe. Literally hurricane force winds that they just get all the time. With, with sub-zero temperatures on the wind, right? It was real chilly. Real chilly. That's how I picture Hoth. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. I really, really Sounds enjoyed beautiful. it. beautiful. <laughs> but what, what is up there, um, the reason I bring this up in, in light of our uh, Seinfeld conversation, is a town called Vulcan which was founded uh, around the early 1900s, probably about the same time as Smogville. Okay. Um, named for the Roman god, of course. Right. No, it's in the smack dab in the middle of nowhere, just surrounded by prairie, golden okay. prairie, canola farms, windmills. Um, of course, Star Trek comes around, and they, they rub their hands together, their mayor, and it is, the, it is officially the Star Trek capital of Canada. So, wait, And, and wait, when wait. I say officially, I mean they had to petition CBS for years to get CBS to bestow upon them the phrase Star Trek Capital of Canada. Of just Canada? They, they, they don't say the world? No, no, no. You've got you to pay a hefty fine for that one. If you watch Trekkies, that documentary, they go somewhere, and maybe Canada, that it's considered the birth... Is this considered... No, this is just, it's just no, called you're, Vulcan. I'm you're thinking, thinking of, of a place in Iowa that's the birthplace place of, of, of... Kirk. Yeah. Okay, never mind. But is there an like an... An enterprise? Is there like, uh, like, w- what Star Trek stuff do you see in the town aside from this well, declaration? There's, well, there's signs telling you um, to visit the town, and then there's a little square that it's it's not the Enterprise. People just say it's the Enterprise, but it is, um, it's their own ship. It's a Constitution class starship, Federation starship okay. ship, um, designation FX six one nine nine five A. Even Wikipedia says replica of the Starship Enterprise. No, it's not the Enterprise. It's uh, it's a new ship. Does it does it have a name though? I think they just called it the Vulcan. 
the Vulcan. That makes but sense. But it's 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 huge. Of course, I'll post pictures of it on our social media okay. channels, or I'll send them to you to for you to do it because I don't yeah. remember the password. It may or may not happen. It might. Who knows? Could. Um, and then they have their uh, what is it called? The Space Tourism Center or something. Mm-hmm. Everything in the whole town is Star Trek. Like the street signs are Star Trek. Uh, we went past the library and it had an anthropomorphized Enterprise where the, those two engines on the back were like eyeballs. Oh, God. With reading glasses on them. Oh, <laughs> Reading no. a book. Uh, it's got a, a nice little bust. That's of, like having eyeballs on your ass, man. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's yeah. a weird I, spot to put them. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I don't d- really understand Starship Anatomy. Maybe where the, the, the photon torpedoes come out. Maybe there on the disc. It's basically like putting eyeballs on a, like the tailpipe like of a shoulders. car. Yeah. Not even shoulders. Like you, you, get, you get a car. You get one of those Mustangs that has two tailpipes. You put eyeballs on those. And then you put reading glasses over the back of your fucking car. Like that is, that is stupid. Also, they have a building that has a big mural. And, and I was like, like, why is Bashir part of this mural? And then I realized, oh, it's, a, it's the doctor from each series oh, okay. that must be the hospital and then i drove a little further up and it's a hair salon <laughs> but but yeah the space tourism center wait, it's just, wait, it's and it had all the doctors yeah and then it had a mural of all the doctors it had the hologram one too yeah on voyager yeah wow state the nature of your of your haircut emergency it would, it would have to go to some kind of <laughs> yeah. barber thing Wait, so does this, this couldn't It's got a bust of of Leonard Nimoy that was dedicated when Leonard visited in 2010 and a little thing you can put your hand in to do the the Live Long and Prosper. Is the bust like the Lucille Ball original bust? No, it looked... Like a monster? No, no, it looks great. It looks just like it. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, but we went into the museum. I can't remember what it's called. It's right by the the spaceship. And it's like this, um, like what's it called in Disneyland? Tomorrowland? Yeah. It's like that kind of design, but... Very very low rent, and um, so like nineteen, early nineteen sixties. Yeah, like futurism. Yeah, like like but, uh, you but, know, like original Star Trek. Kind but of without futurism. the uh, without the Disneyland budget. Right. Wow. And um, the lady there was so sweet. She really was excited that we were visiting. Um, tons of cool souvenirs. Um, unfortunately, the part where you dress up in costume and get your picture taken in front of a green screen, they were remodeling that. Clearly, yeah, and a green, and we screen. were late, and we were late for dinner, so we didn't. I didn't dress up, um, oh. but she pointed out the museum. She's like, "Go oh, check out our little museum," and the museum is all just Star Trek collectibles. Oh, so nothing from the show, but like, I may like that action though. figures from that the nineties. That like, might be all right, like from the nineties. Playmates, yeah, that's fine. About that level, like nothing actual sixties, and then autographs because um, it's like an hour from Calgary or an hour and a half, and Calgary gets a big comic convention every year. Oh, does it? Yeah, so the actors will zip down to Vulcan for a little photo op. And what does this actually bring anyone to Vulcan? It brought me there. You, you, you I bought a magnet. You weren't going there otherwise? No? Of course not. No, it's way out of the way. Was it? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It was oh, out yeah, of yeah. the way. Yeah, no, it's literally... Um, so we were staying in, in the, the very bottom of Alberta, in southern Alberta, and... Um, Kind of a straight shot up to Calgary, which is still about three hours away, but Calgary's mm-hmm. like the city. It's a cool city. Um, our old friend Richard Sad in, in Calgary. Remember that? Remember yeah. That? Yeah. Is he there? I don't know. He commented on one of my Instagrams, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm back home now, though. 
But yeah, Calgary is nice. But yeah, it's so a straight shot up to Calgary. So way to go, Richard. You fucking blew it. No, I blew it because I wasn't really. Uh, I don't know if I didn't know this as an American. What's that? We don't. We can't use our phones up there unless we want to pay an arm and a leg. Oh yeah, I w- I didn't didn't use my phone at all. It was on airplane mode for a week. Kind of nice, huh? It was nice. Yeah. So yeah, I loved no, it's it. not. It's not Richard's. It's my fault because I wasn't really uh, broadcasting that I was I, there. I see. Because no phone. But no, so it's a straight shot, like three hours up to Calgary. Um, but Vulcan, you, you, we kind of had to jut out east for like an hour and a half to get there. Hmm. Um, Interesting. And then another hour and a half or so to get. So it's, it's way out of the way. So it brought me there. But I didn't spend any money. So I guess, no, no, I did. I bought a magnet. So I impacted the local economy. Hugely. Yeah. And um, the, the first, the next town over is actually brought back a lot of memories. You probably remember this, and you didn't realize you were that close to Vulcan. It's the town of Champion, where we oh, got our, where God. we went to podcast school. Of course, man. Because I know we'd always fly in and out, so. All, all my greatest summer memories are from Champion. Yeah, that's where we, we got our podcast license. We got our podcast license. We, we, we'd go down to the fishing hole and go, you know, go skinny dipping. Putting pennies on the railroad tracks. God, champion. And that's right by Vulcan, huh? Yeah, right. We were right there the whole time. Son of a know. bitch. Yeah. And we were, we were, I remember we'd have Star Trek night every Saturday where we'd get together and just watch all those shows and say, man, I wish we could go to a place like, like the planet Vulcan or like the United Federation of Planets. We'd just be gazing at the stars as it were. Right. Actually in the same direction as Vulcan. Yeah. We had no idea. Oh, it's so Because we'd just helicopter in and out. It's so bittersweet to hear this. Yeah. It's rough. But anyway, yeah, you'll, you'll be thrilled to see the pictures. The place hasn't changed a bit. Oh, man. Well, I love Champion. Yeah. I love Smogville, but I mean, it's all like it's your, your what, what's your alma mater for towns? It's your hometown, I guess. <laughs> it's not, it's <laughs> not a hometown. A, is there a phrase for yeah? But it's not. It's not a hometown. It's like you're you're like the town that made you. Yeah. It's your town womb. It's your womb town. Womb town. We're, we're that's, I think that's womb-town. what it is. There's your hometown and your womb town. Hometown womb. You know, like the, like oh well, I well I'm from uh, Boulder, Colorado, but I went to school in Boston, so I'm a Boston guy through right. and through. Yeah. It's your womb. It's my womb town. town. It's got to be a, some sort of Well, that of makes phrase. sense. Alma mater, I think, specifically means... It does. It, some it, it womb, means, womb it, town. Yeah, it means a uh, woman's b- uh, belly bag for a baby. Yeah, in Latin. In Latin. <laughs> it's, uh, even though it's like one or two words, it means like those five yeah, it or means, six. It means woman's belly bag for baby. Yeah. <laughs> direct. The, that's the direct translation. Right. But, you know, I mean, that's Latin. Oh, yeah. So, Save Latin. So yeah, wow, that's that's kind of shocking to hear. It was so close, and we spent so many summers saying, "Let's just go on a drive. Let's go on just like a crazy drive for twenty miles," and, and we just go the wrong way we'd every just go time, every single time, north, east, south, southeast, northeast. Well, we never we haven't tried northwest yet. No, you're like ah, west. That's like that's old news. Yeah, yeah, we blew it. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting. We are both in Canada at the same time. Without each other knowing, on the same week, uh, how does that work? Is that some sort of like hockey voodoo? It could be hockey voodoo. Did you see any hockey breakout when you were there? I didn't have any hockey going. Man, I kind of did. Man, I went to this rad pub called the Seventeenth Mile Pub, and they were doing like a bingo. It was like a rock and roll bingo. So they'd play songs, and then you'd like if you had that song on your bingo thing, you do it. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
But he would stop the quiz all the time to talk about the hockey game on TV. And it was kind of shocking to me. And I, I don't know I don't know what I expected. Yeah. I don't think I I mean, because we were staying um we were staying in a national park, so we were really far away from mm-hmm. civilian life. Okay. But yeah, I didn't I did go to a Tim Hortons, which is the quintessential Canadian place. Right. It's I, wonderful. Was it? Oh yeah. I thought it was I was like, oh it's just it's just famous because it's like everywhere. No, man, that they make a fine cup of coffee. I wish I would have known that because because I kept thinking this must be the Canadian Denny's and I would stay away. Yeah. No, if you like no. donuts and if, coffee. If you like donuts, are you joking? <laughs> if you, do you like donuts and coffee? Do I like anything else? You know. All right, so I blew that. So what else? Uh, Cheesies, the best snack in the world. I didn't. Oh, I got to try those. Still, I did not get those. at the border crossing. Um, because I, I filled, I bought as many weird Canadian snacks as I could fit into my trunk. Mm. Your trunks? My trunkers, yeah. Because by the end, I got acclimated to the wind. I liked it. So I just put on my swim trunks and just ran around. Right. Uh, yeah, and the lady at the border crossing was like, what's the purpose of your visit? You know, border crossings, some hardcore shit. You know what's weird about going to other countries? This is so stupid, but it makes me super nervous every time. Yeah, and, oh, and, I was panicking. And every time I do it, I'm like, why am I nervous? I'm literally coming here on a vacation like I intended. Yeah. I'm not bringing drugs or, or contraband into the country. Like, and I'm not here to pull some kind of heist. No, but I literally sit there like almost sweating. Well, it's because they have so much power. And, Is that it? And you're, there's no oversight. So right? if, they, if, this, if you just looked at them funny and they were having a bad mood, they'd be like, all right. Step out. That's I'm gonna spend three hours. To me. I'm gonna spend three hours tossing your luggage. I'm gonna lock you in a room alone. You can't call a lawyer. It's true. And then at the end, like we didn't find anything. Now go put your car back together. Mm-hmm. It's nervous. It's nervousing. I hadn't thought about it like that. It was more like you have to go on another plane twelve hours back to where you're from. So for me, it was more about the oh, the, the pain yeah. of the journey. Like yeah. I've come so far. It's like if, if in Lord of the Rings, the movies, if that giant spider had just turned Frodo back instead of oh, trying yeah. to kill him. Yeah. Just been like, okay, no, you can't come to Mordor. Go back. You got to go back. That's to, it. You got to go back to the Shire and get your paperwork. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh, my God. The back closer, to the Shire. On our way up, the closer and closer we got to the border, I, I was having these bizarre fantasies that somewhere in the world is some other Brighton SLC. Mm-hmm. Who's on the no entry list? Interpol. You're like you're like yeah, some, they're like, like on the criminal. Interpol list, and I have to be like, but the, no, it's not me. I'm not Brighton. Uh, I am Brighton SLC, but I'm not that one. And they're like, how many could there be? You you uh, robbed a train in Peoria. I'm like, no, I've never robbed a train before. Man, people don't do that anymore. Even not no. <laughs> I didn't know that was still a thing. You robbed. How a, do you how do you rob a train now? You robbed a Wells Fargo stagecoach. You did. Yeah. Down in New Mexico, you were there. At you've three, been a, three o'clock high. You've been evading justice for a hundred and ten years, <laughs> and you are not getting into Alberta now. Yeah. You think we won't put a hundred and forty year old into into prison? You're wrong. We don't care that you're that old. You're going to jail. You're going to jail, and you're paying back every doubloon you stole, son. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, it's stressful. It is yeah. stressful, actually. Yeah, this is my first time driving through a border, and very stressful. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Well, our topic today was supposed to be uh, dragons, but we're mm-hmm. almost out of time. So I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that's smog getting into my... Lots of smog. Lots of smog, as you can tell. I think we should clear out some letters. We've got some that have been backing up here. It's time. Um, Ryan Anderson's, again, your, your question about unemployment. I want to get to that in a much bigger sense. I want to do a whole episode kind of about this. But today is not that day, unfortunately. But Seth Furtenbaugh writes in with the subject line, Vape Cop. Says, I don't know if you guys are familiar with or listen to the best show with Tom Sharpling. The best show is actually the name of the show. It's not the best show. Ours is the best show. I don't care at all. Um, But recently he was talking about being yelled at by a cop who was vaping. The cop was vaping? The cop was vaping. So what's the problem, man? That's badass. He says, I think this raises some important questions. In the future, in films and TV shows, will the hard-boiled cops and detectives be vaping instead of smoking? God, I hope so. Can you imagine that? I hope so, too. I hope so. God, I almost want in an office just blasting clouds I almost out of their wanna, nostrils. I almost want someone to go back and retrofit like Blade Runner. I want I want oh, him to shit. be vaping, or like I, a Humphrey Bogart movie. Yeah, yeah, Humphrey Bogart. Any kind of futuristic stuff like Total Recall. I want vaping through the whole movie. There's, that's like, got to be possible, right? That's really if you can make a lightsaber. You can make a Jar Jar goddamn Binks. You can put a vape in Bogey's hand. This is sort of betting on that vaping is going to be around. You think it's going well, to be, I think, be around for no, a while? No, what it matters, because I think it's a, a secret that everyone knows, is the reason actors in movies still smoke so constantly is because the tobacco industry can't advertise. You know, I was just talking to someone from North Carolina who went to R.J. Reynolds High School and like lived <laughs> on and like lived on Camel Street or something like that. They live right there on Tobacco Tobacco Road. Road, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But um yeah, I think it all depends on if the vape industry becomes as popular as the cigarette industry and can afford to lobby that hard to get Hollywood to So put wait, vaping wait. In. Are is the, are the c- cigarette industry still paying in movies? Like are current movies still being paid? I mean, paid? it's just uh, it's just a conspiracy theory I have. Because you, you watch Pulp Fiction. Everyone in Pulp Fiction smoking. The whole yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, is, was, was Quentin Tarantino counting those camel, camel cash? Red Apple. That's Quentin Tarantino's fake brand. I don't know. Maybe it is just an outrageous conspiracy. But, like, Hollywood, <laughs> what does Hollywood want? It wants progressive ideas. It right. wants to promote health. It wants to promote the environment. It wants to promote, uh, as they call them, the left-wing ideas. But what does it want more than that? To make money. It always seems strange to me in movies when, like, even um, in, in movies where characters who are just, like, regular characters are smoking. Like, if it's a, a cowboy or a sheriff right. or it's a plot point. Right. But when it's just, like, a guy in an office and then he's smoking and he's not Don Draper. I'm cool with that, actually. <laughs> it makes it me, it just No, it doesn't bother me. It just makes me think that the cigarette industry is paying for this. And I guess that was in Thank You for Smoking, too. I've never seen that. But if you want your character... That's where I got the idea, actually. Okay. Now that I think about it, that's where I got I'm that I'm going to tell you about what is badass and what's not. Yeah. People that smoke are badass, okay? So all the characters I want to see in movie, I want them to smoke. Because if they're not smoking, they're dorks. And, like, I got plenty of dorks in my life. I don't need more <laughs> dorks jamming their fucking nose in my business. I want the fawns in my life. I want a dude that rolls up, is annoyed I'm there... Pulls out a vape and starts vaping away. Because it's true. The future is vaping. If you're going to have a movie 
who cares? Okay, we are in a period right now, the last five years, where vaping exists, first of all, and now yeah. is a competitive sport, is from what I've heard. Uh-huh. Cloud chasing. Cloud chasing. And so, like, regardless uh, of whether this continues, I want science fiction movies from the next the next 25 years, I want the characters to vape. What about, I mean... And I get it. It's cool. You're was it vaping. At the, uh, was it at the Oscars when Leo got caught on camera with his vape? Oh, my God. Was it? And, was and it? I think there's a congressman or and by, senator and who by was it was, was it the Oscars? You mean, was it the best moment in film history? Yeah. Of, of, yeah. Leo, best, maybe the best living actor of his generation, vaping. Yeah. I think that's, that it's, tears it. If it's badass. Um, oh, we forgot to talk about wrestling this episode. But uh, Xavier Woods of The New Day has a web series where he plays video games with other right. wrestlers. I've heard of this. He had Big Show there, and Big Show had a sweet vape rig in his pocket. And by rig, you mean like giant battery. <laughs> like one of these people that can t- take a hit, and there's like a thousand pounds of vape. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I mean, if Big Show... What, what is cooler? The only person who might possibly be cooler than Leonardo DiCaprio is The Big Show. Yeah, or Chris Angel, and they, or Chris Angel, and they all vape. I don't know. I don't have confirmation that Chris Angel Chris vapes, Angel but Chris va- Angel vapes. Yeah. Do you, do you have any doubt? Big Show vapes. That's a surprise, but Big Show's a cool guy. He's big. He's big. He's so g- big. He's got the show. It's it's the big show. It's the whole package. Um, he asked, "Will you? Will we see a vaping fictional president anytime soon?" I mean, I hope I'm old enough to see it. I think it'll take about 20 years for that to be that normalized. Have we seen, at this point, any character vape in any movie? Has that happened yet in film? I'm sure it's happened in one of those like lowbrow comedies, like a Ben Stiller comedy, some dude vaping, and then but, Ben Stiller's okay. like, uh, bro, okay. bro, you're just going to blow steam in my face. Oh, everybody's vape. Like, I'm sure it's some idiotic uh, not Not as a butt, butt of a joke. Yeah, no, like, I don't. Has someone I, vaped sincerely in a, in a movie? There's got to be someone. There's got to be one of those fast, fast 10, fast and furious 8. Someone has to vape with pure sincerity. I don't think, I, I bet if anything, if there has been something, it's been a cop who, um, he's older, he's on a tough case, and he's vaping, and he says, like, Wife says I gotta quit. <laughs> That's it. That's okay. how it goes. Yeah, I accept that. Yeah, I looks like looks that. at his partners looking at him weird, and he goes, "Wife says I gotta quit," and he's right. vaping, and that's like a plot point. And right. the and the struggle to quit smoking represents his struggle. As to, listeners, as to listeners to our podcast, solve the, the the mystery. Help us out. Give us a heads up. What movie has sincere vaping? I don't want ironic vaping. I want any vaping. Just let I, us know either okay, way. I want but it make as it well. clear. I want it as well. I, make it clear. I, I want all vaping, but ironic <sighs> vaping is a little bit lower. I want sincere vaping. Who has been vaping? In what film? And how did it propel the story forward to a dramatic ending? Yeah, and Rogue One comes out in a few weeks. Perfect. Perfect yeah, that's vaping. true. That Star Wars movie better have a lot of vaping, or I'm going to ask for my money back. So we sometimes say some harsh things about famous people, slash David Beckham. <laughs> no, uh, we got called out on this, and, and seeing this in writing in black and white does seem really harsh. Okay. Mark the Shark writes in, in episode 37, we're discussing the term barn burner and proceed to rant about social distortion and Mike Ness. Okay. And get this. Of course, I don't remember saying this. I don't remember the beginning of this episode. Was it you? I don't know. You referred to Mike Ness as... 
a monster pretending to be human, <laughs> a monster from Thundercats, or a normal old guy from Ghostbusters who is possessed by a greaser biker. <laughs> That's really mean. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. I don't remember it either. That's real harsh. And this is coming from a Mike Ness fan. <laughs> right. So said, I know the comments were in jest, um, but out of all the possible people you can make fun of, um, you know, Social Distortion, my longtime favorite band, I'm now a little concerned as I dream of moving to California one day. I live in crappy Connecticut now. I really don't want to hate my favorite band because the airwaves are oversaturated with their tunes. Okay. What's this guy's name? Mark. Mark. Shark. Okay, Mark the Shark. Don't move to San Diego. I'm going to tell you that because I love Mike Ness. I've seen Social Distortion a few times in my life. I saw Mike Ness solo in probably 98 or 99 when he was doing his like... That solo stuff's real good. Like covers of old country songs and stuff. It was badass. Yeah. 2010, I moved to San Diego. It's over. It's... I'm just going to tell you. You think you like a band... It's relentless. Can he just avoid the radio? Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if if you like take a hammer and bash your radio, just break it in your car so nothing works, you're fine. But if you turn on the radio and every single time you turn it on, it's either Red Hot Chili Peppers (laughs) or Social Distortion. Trust me, no matter how much you love his greaser hair or his monster trapped in a human body, you are going to no longer like them. And I and enough time has passed now. I, I I've lived back in Smogville for about three years. I will I will listen to Social Distortion again. I loved them as a child. Yeah, I've seen them twice. I yeah, they I've were, seen them. They were one of the first punk tapes I bought. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, I think the joke I was just going for is he does have such a unique singing style. I thought it'd be funny if he also like that's what his normal speaking voice sounded like. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if you ever saw the Barry Gibb talk show on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. where it's a talk Does show, he talk like like, like like he's saying, pitch. yeah, he's like, everybody, welcome to my talk show. Yeah. Um, so I just thought that, that I think that's the concept I was going for, which led to him being a monster yeah. trapped in. He's a, not a monster. No. The, 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 like the monster is this man, <laughs> this monster. It's me. It's Brian. <laughs> it's me. I just hope you're not a David Beckham fan, Mark. Yeah, or, you're not, or by it, now you're not listening. Yeah, you are going to be devastated by a couple episodes ago when we call out David Beckham and we tear him down to the bone. But Mike Next is great. Like, like you, you make fun of him, but like you're talking about a legendary rock star, basically, yeah. who was not on the Feed the World song. So shame on him. <laughs> Uh, on the flip side, I really dug Sean's Blow Your Speakers view of Every Time I Die. I've heard of them, but never checked them out, so you're making a difference there, Sean. Good. I feel like I am. Um, Hot uh, Town and Low Teens, the albums are awesome. I've added them to my regular listening repertoire. Um, based on my Every Time I Die search, I also stumbled upon the band Norma Jean. I got Norma Jean. I got all the Norma Jean you need. It says, Wrongdoers is a metalcore masterpiece, and I can't stop listening to it on a daily basis. Now, Metalcore gets this bad rap, but there's some bands that rule. Norma Jean, Converge, Every Time I Die. Like, uh, and, and then, uh, what are the other ones? I was so that's what, his follow-up question is, are there any other Metalcore bands? that Converge. Converge. Converge is like your favorite. Converge are maybe a hair below Every Time I Die. Converge are the best Metalcore band there is. Listen to them. So if you like Every Time I Die, who I suggest getting their other records. I... Ever since I recorded that episode like three or four weeks ago, 
I've listened to every every time I die album again just to be like, oh, I'm second guessing myself. Am I recommending stuff I don't like? No, fucking amazing. And Converge, they they turned into a different band, or am I confused? What do you mean? I'm confused. I'm thinking of Refused. You're thinking of Refused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Refused became an international, international noise, noise conspiracy, conspiracy. which yeah. sucks. And I jumped on, I, I tackled them on stage, but that's a different story because they weren't Refused. Listen to Converge. Listen to my, like, Jane Doe is, is their quintessential album. But go out and get, uh, I like all of them, actually. But the one I really like besides Jane Doe is All We Love, We Leave Behind. That record rules. Clay Stroff writes in, recent thoughts on the latest podcast. Okay, Clay. Good to hear from you, Clay. I was talking about cover bands. My David Bowie cover band, he came up with a name for it, Doey Bowie. Oh, that's beautiful. Doey Bowie. I'll get the the skin tight outfit. Doey Bowie. I'll be Doey Bowie. That's you, baby. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, Blind Melon, he says their song Skinned about Ed Gain is kind of mellow. Is that a real thing? Yeah, no, so we talked about uh, how Blind Melon was on, what's his name? Shannon Hoon was on Don't Cry. Right. I've never heard any Blind Melon song except for that famous one, which is like a jam band indie kind of song. I had but their apparently whole... they're pretty, pretty I had good, the record, man. I, yeah. I had that Bumblebee record. It's good, man. Yeah. Not rocking. It's like really mellow, but it's very hippie. Like, it's a good record, though. Um, he says, is it Mr. The Edge in formal settings? It's Dr. Edge Esquire. Doctor, Mr. But they, it's The Edge, so it's Dr. The Edge. Dr. The Edge. Says yeah. if he gets knighted, does he become Sir The Edge? It's Sir Dr. The Edge Esquire the Knight. Yes. Um, early slash nicknames, paper cut, laceration, incision, blade rage. Blade, it's probably blade rage mainly. Yeah. Um, Call me blade rage. And they're like, blade rage? Um, Estranged mini movies thoughts. It got a real David Koresh vibe from Estranged, the Guns N' Roses music video. Uh, Axel wears a Charlie Manson shirt in the video. David I Koresh. forgot that. Who's David Koresh? That cult leader in Waco, Texas. And there's oh, like fire. they all burn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I know he. Like even at the time, I remember seeing the com- Axel- It's that complex when he, Axel's in the mansion with the kids. Well, yeah, but even even at the time, like even regardless of all of Axel Rose's like. I'm a rock star and stuff. He did wear a lot of shirts with Charles Manson on them. But I'd forgotten about that. It's interesting because it's so not a thing now that we just ignored it. But that was a big deal at the time. It, that was it, like freaking it, people it, out, it man. It sort of should. You got a shirt about a psychopath. But Charles Manson, it's been long enough now. Now it's been like 50 years. Right. Charles Manson's kind of just that weird guy. He's kind of a joke. No one really thinks about him a lot. Um, but that was still kind of fresh, and it was like, what the fuck is well, this guy yeah. doing? Like Charles he, Manson shirt? He's wearing a shirt about, like, the biggest asshole in the last 20 years. And they recorded a Charles Manson song on Spaghetti Incident. Yeah, he's, it's, Axl Rose is insane. Yeah. It's, he's clearly insane, because it would be like the, it would be like having a really flippant thing about 9-11 or something, like, oh, we're gonna, like, make fun of it or something, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, we're an Osama Bin Laden shirt, like, he's badass. Yeah. No. No. No! <laughs> no! Slash rocks the double neck guitar. Yeah, one of those guitars. It's like a double guitar. Um, Axel also sports a t-shirt with the word deep on it, just letting the audience know that he's way smarter than I'm us. I'm so deep. Um, I don't think Slash ever really finishes a cigarette. Have you ever seen the amount of ash that just dangles from the end of a filter without using an ashtray? I'm not a smoker. I don't, 
I wouldn't. Notice. I just wish Slash would vape. He should in the future videos. Um, I want everyone to vape. And he says Axl Rose does his own stunts. See Live and Let Die video. I'm gonna have to watch that Live and Let Die video. I haven't seen it I'm in not years. Not buying that, man. Not not in a strange. In a strange, he dives into an ocean and stuff. That's not Axl Rose. Uh, I'm gonna watch the Live and Let Don't Die. Don't give video. me that jive, Jack. <laughs> All right, we are caught up on our emails, sort of, except for the one about jobs that I want to turn into a whole All right. show. It's next episode. Yeah, no, it isn't. Next episode, we're <laughs> we're. Uh, I don't remember what we're doing next episode. It's not going to be that one. We got it. So we got it all it. scheduled. It's all planned out. It's true. No, people don't know this, but um, we record the episodes in five minute chunks. Right. We have um, some editing software. It's proprietary, patent pending. We record five minutes at a time. We get together on a Friday night. By Sunday afternoon, we're done right. with 10 full episodes. Upload all the MP3s and the editing software, mixes and matches. There you go. Spits them out. Easy. So we don't know what next. The next five, six episodes are already recorded. Yeah, we record, don't know what they're going to be. It was recorded in, in, in August. So All our stuff about it being winter, it's August, man. Yeah, it's August, man. It's sunshine. It's sunglasses. It's we're in our jams and our tank tops. So it's deal with Californication. it. Californication. <laughs> totally, it's nothing but Californication. All right. Good night. <laughs>